Recording here, how you feel? You're tired today. You, you sound a little tired. Well, I got well. Today's my Saturday, you know, because I'm off uh, Wednesday, Thursday, right? So today's my Saturday. So so today's good. Oh, today's the sleeping day. Yeah. Well, today's Saturday, Sunday. I mean, but oh. I don't get to sleep in because I got the dog, you know. So I don't really get to sleep in. Oh I gotta yeah. Think, but, but but I but I get you know I get you know me I get good rest though. You know I always got good rest. Yeah, yeah, you know that's that, good. right? Yeah, no, no, you yeah. do. That's that's yeah, that's I good. Get good rest. Well, yeah. you know, you're you're a work. You know, we're all working men, and even when you get older, you got to work, and that's that's how it goes. Because it's interesting, science has helped us with our life expectancy and and medication and stuff, and and but then you got to work longer. Like like before, remember, you know, like our fathers, yeah. our fathers, fathers, they 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 worked till, till hardly anything. Like you know, they. First of all, our grandfathers would die at like 40. And then our yeah. father's fathers, you know, they, they, they lived a little longer, but they always had that retirement thing early. Everything was programmed. Now with all science and everything, us older guys, as we get older, I, I, I think it's just expected. We just work till I drop dead. <laughs> well, well not, but not only that, though, not only that, but we're not, we're not mentally, um, we're not mentally equipped to live to be 80 or 90 yet, you know, because you know, 200 years ago, life expectancy was 50 or 60, if you're lucky. But we just mentally, we still don't know how to handle, you know, being 85 years old mm -hmm. and, and you're in your shell of yourself. Like you can't even, you know, you can't even get around. Yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. which, you know, so yeah. So like, you know, because, you know, my father had uh, triple bypass surgery, you know, like what, 15 years ago. Right. So now he's lived longer than he normally would have but he weighs 128 pounds wow you know yeah. so i mean it's crazy like you don't you know you don't think okay well you're going to live 20 years longer than you probably should have but you're going to be 128 pounds and you're going to be a basket case which is ah, what my yeah. you know you know what i mean and that's why and that's why right now like i, I try to take measures you know we're in the early years of our of our older age but like right now i'm eating my oatmeal i got my oatmeal and I, and I put flax seeds and chichi seeds in it and flax seeds and chichi seeds. I, I put them right in there. And supposedly that helps with cholesterol. It's a really good yeah. thing for cholesterol. Yeah. You know, obviously you got to eat properly. You don't eat a lot of red meats and blah, blah, blah. Well, you, but just, you have right a plant, more of a plant-based diet. Or, or that Mediterranean, what is a diet? The Italian diet, the Mediterranean diet. Isn't that? Yeah, but then, that's good. So that's I, I want to. So I want to start off because we're talking about age and stuff. I got a, I got a special thing for you. You probably won't remember this song, but this is for all those people out there that, you know, in the nineties, you know, we, we were a lot of people from the nineties. Let me see if you, if you can hear this. And if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> the AJ nothing but a number. So now you go out to watch it. Ain't nothing but a Anyway, so 
Hey, um. Okay, hang on. But so that's Aaliyah. Is, um, that's Aaliyah. That's Aaliyah. 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 She died in a car accident in the night. Oh, no, a plane. A plane crash. Plane crash going to Costa Rica or something or some kind of. Yeah, crash. she died in a small a small plane crash coming from one of the Latin American countries, and she had like like five or six bodyguards on the plane. And they say that the plane was so weighted down. Oh, come on, really? She died in a plane crash. Yeah. The yeah. other, the one that died in a car accident was um, uh, Left Eye or Oh, that's right, TLC. Uh, it's a TLC girl, Left Andre Eye. Risen. Yeah, Andre yeah, Risen. Yeah, Andre Risen's wife. girl died in, died in a car oh, accident. So yeah. that, that song, that Aaliyah song, I think that song's about, you know, like, I, I you know, I, AJ nothing but a number. I think it's about her love relationship with R. Kelly. I think oh, I don't R know. Kelly, I think R. Kelly she was dating a... her or something, but well, how young was she? She was young. She was young. I mean, when she was at yeah. her peak, you know, she was funny. a, a it's teenager. Funny you, it's funny that you come up with that today because you know we we try to come into our podcast with like we try to bring something in, you know. So the thing that I brought in today, you're talking about age was nothing but a number, you know, and and I brought in today that uh, yesterday was Tony Kornheiser's uh, 73rd birthday. Oh, it was a God guy that, you know, him. I mean, you know, I mean, Tony Kornheiser and, and uh, Michael, Mike Wilbon, they've been on well over 20 years. They must have been on 25 years plus with that show PTI, Pardon the Interruption. And they've been on in the afternoon, was it, 3.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon for 25 years. You don't think of Tony Kornheiser as being 73 years old, you know, because, you know, all we have is his face. Yeah. Basically, all we have is his face for 25 years, mm -hmm. right? And when he showed up, I guess he was 48 when he started that. Almost, he wow, must have been see? almost 50 years old when he so, started that. But when, how old was he when he started his journalist career? When, because those two guys oh, are legitimate 20. journalists and they were reporters, legit before PTI. You know, they, well, tw 20s. I mean, I mean, the, the, you know, like we talked about last week, we talked about all those guys last week. Um, Stephen A. Smith, um, Skip Bayless. Uh, all those guys are are just really experienced journalists working for you know some of the biggest newspapers in in the country in the seventies and the eighties when when you know journalism sports journalism sports reporters were like a real thing I mean they brought us everything in the seventies and eighties we got all of our information from the newspapers yep. all everything was from what we read in the papers and that was from you know Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon. And, and, and Stephen A. Smith all going in the locker rooms after the games and, you know, getting us information, talking to the players and building those relationships and stuff like that. I mean, they turned into talking heads, which you can't blame them because that's where the money is, right? That's where the big money is, you know? Yeah. So they all, they all turned into like, you know, sports personalities, whatever, TV personalities, which is great for them, you know, but uh, good for us too, you know? I mean, the only thing is now... Yeah. The only thing now is I've been saying this for the longest time, you know, when, when ESPN has these, um, these insiders, right. They, they, they prop these guys up, you know, we get Adam <laughs> Schefter, we get Adam Schefter, who's the NFL guy. And then we get that Adrian Wojnarowski, who's the NBA guy. That guy is the worst. That guy doesn't have, that guy doesn't give us any insider information. Like I don't believe anymore that there's any insider information. I don't Ooh, buy Wojo, that. The Wojo guy. He's terrible. But you know what I said once about him? He he reported a, the trade. It was um, what trade was it? It was the uh, the Boston. 
the trade, the Boston trade that brought what's his face back to Boston. Um, it was a so-so trade. It was whatever. Well, well, who's what's his face? You can't just say what's his uh, face. Uh, he played for Boston, then he got traded. He's a uh, he's a power forward. Uh, uh, what's his name? God dang it! I gotta what do you mean? Up. What do you mean traded back to Boston? He got traded from Boston a few years ago, and then he got traded back in this trade that Wojo was talking about. Let me let me let me let me find it. Not, so not Al Horford. Yeah, yeah. But Al, but Al Horford, Al Horford. Oh, Al Horford just got traded back with uh, with Kemba Walker. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So Wojo was talking about about that trade, and it was like I was like, where is it? It was like like whatever. Like like he's the insider guy, and it was Wojo. And and uh, what did I say to him? I was like, you know, these guys must think I'm crazy, and and, and you're crazy because I just like to say things, and I like I don't care. Like sometimes it's just so like everybody likes it and thinks it's so fantastic. And I was like, this thing's like, who cares? Well, Joe, like, it was like, I got to find it. Cause I got to tell you what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this, this dang thing, it's like the threads are like, like, like remarkable. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm sorry, but I want to, I want to, cause I don't want it to be like, I made this thing up where, well, well, let, let me finish. My oh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, here it is. Okay. Go ahead. Finish your point. Well, no, what I'm saying is that, that they always say, uh, you know, Wojo, Wojo's working. He's getting a million text messages when we're between shots and stuff like that. And, and so my thing is this, who, like, you know, they always say they're getting inside information, but they can't ever divulge their source. Right. And I say, there's not like the, the, the GM, the GM's office isn't calling Wojo and saying, we're thinking about trading Kemba Walker. They're not doing that. And Adam Schefter, you know, Adam Schefter's been all over this um, this Aaron Rodgers thing in the NFL. The Green Bay's front office is not calling Adam Schefter and telling them what they're thinking. And I and I know that Aaron Rodgers isn't talking to Adam Schefter either, or Aaron Rodgers' agent isn't. Adam Schefter doesn't know any more about the Aaron Rodgers thing than we do, which is nothing. Like everybody, everybody who's watching Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay right now for the last, what is it, six months or whatever it is, Nothing's happened. Nothing's been said. Nobody knows anything except Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Everyone's guessing. Adam Schefter's guessing just like us. But it's so funny how they put him up there and they say, well, Adam Schefter's bringing us the story. He's bringing us, he's bringing us nothing. Yeah. And, he, and they, they say he's the insider. And then they want you to pay the $5.99 a month for the yeah, inside action. And it's, it's like, crazy. like us two as fans, we have just as much information than he does. And, you know, even a guy at the senior rec center that maybe we go work out with, or, you know, we go to Denny's and get a, you know, a grand slam, like early bird, like all these people are the same. Cause you're right. Cause the agents and the, and the top officials and the player are not talking to these guys. So he writes down, you know, the Wojo guy raced down about that trade and he raised the Celtics are trading Kemba Walker, number 16 overall pick. 2021 draft pick and a 2025 second round to Oklahoma city for Horford Moses Brown and a 2023. It was like, like, who cares? Like, and I just made fun of it because I was like, who really cares about that? I know Kemba Walker, you know, at one time was hot news and everything, but this was, I was like, you know, who cares? So you found that out now. Cause it's been done. It's a done deal. And I wrote big deal. Yeah. I, I, just what I, wrote. I, I tweeted big deal. Who cares? It would be different if Wojo was in the deal, then it would be worth noting. Like, like making yeah. fun of him because you know yeah. you're such an insider. That'd be great if you were in the deal. Like I, no, no, no. Wojo, Wojo brings us the information when it's announced to us. It's, it, I, I understand. ESPN's yeah. got a business model. Sure. ESPN's business model is to make these guys, you know, they they pick somebody to be the insider for that sport, right? Yeah. And so, so you know, Adam Schefter's our guy, and 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 Adrian Wojnarowski is a guy. 
Uh, Adam Schefter's got a personality, though. I like Adam Schefter. Wojo, that guy mm-hmm. Woj, he's like watching like a like a like a napkin talk. Like he's he's got nothing. He's got nothing. <laughs> There's nothing funny, interesting, nothing. Okay, well, what what they what they get though? They they get the they got the accountant. Did yeah, they get ESPN's accountant and just say, hey, listen, we're going to put you on camera? Yeah. And you just read that copy. You just read that. Yeah. This would be great. And fake it like you're getting text messages, like inside yeah, info. Oh, my God. So let me ask you this, because let's talk about, you said they've got, the ESPN, they've got like a, a, a business plan. So the leader, uh, the leader in sports entertainment, I want to ask you, like, you know, I don't know if I want to get really into this because I want to talk about the next game of the Bucks and Suns game four. But, you know, like, so is their business plan what Stephen A did the other day? You know, I don't know what he did. You didn't I don't know really about- pay attention to Stephen A. I don't really watch. He talked. Him. He was talking about the guy from the Angels, the pitcher, the the fantastic ball player from the South from Korea. Yeah, that, Shohei Otani. Yeah, yeah, and he was talking about him during the All Star game. The home run derby. He said that um, baseball um, would be better if it was Bryce Harper as the face of baseball, and not this guy who needs an interpreter. He said, he said, it doesn't, it, it's, it's not good for baseball. It doesn't really pump up baseball. And he said, the well, guy should well, just, first wait, of this all, what he said, this is what he said. Let me tell you what he said. He said, the guy should just learn English. No, you know what? I, I don't agree with Stephen A. Uh, you know, first of all, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not a baseball guy. Like Stephen A is basketball and football. Well, because ESPN is basketball and football. All of those talk shows are only basketball and football. The only reason Stephen A is talking about baseball this year is because of Shohei Otani. <laughs> That's the only reason. If, Sho- if Shohei Otani wasn't in the major leagues, if he was still playing in Japan, right, we, we, Stephen A wouldn't be talking about baseball. That's you know, he, what or, I or, thought. I was like, or, I don't get it. Or what he would be doing is he'd be criticizing baseball, saying, um, you know, they got nothing. They don't have any young fans. They don't have any stars. You know, they've tried to make Bryce Harper the face of baseball for years. It's not working because Bryce, Har- Bryce Harper's not that good. Like Bryce Harper got, Bryce Harper was offered $300 million or something like that, over $300 million to stay with Washington Nationals two years ago, right? He turned it down. He had, he had Scott Boris as his agent and Scott Boris makes all of his clients go into free agency, which is, which is Scott Boris business model, which works great. Right. Bryce Harper turned it down and he somehow got more money from the Phillies. I don't know if it's 350 million. I forget like the like the specifics because the contracts keep going up. Mm -hmm. So he got 350 million from the Phillies the year after Bryce Harper left Washington. Washington won the World Series. Mm -hmm. So they've tried to make Bryce Harper the face of baseball. It didn't work. The only reason Shohei Otani is becoming the face of baseball isn't because he speaks only Japanese or isn't because he has an interpreter or, or whatever. It's because he's a great pitcher and he's a great hitter. Like he's doing something that baseball hasn't seen since Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, how baseball is baseball lives off of its past. Yes. Baseball out of, out of any sport, true. out of any sport that they still, they still talk about guys that played a hundred years ago, even though Babe Ruth played, when there were no blacks in Major League Baseball, there were no Latinos in Major League uh-huh. Baseball. He played in a completely watered-down league uh-huh. that was white, 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 white. He was only playing against white guys, right? So whatever. I mean, so Babe Ruth didn't play against the best players in the world, even though he was putting up ridiculous numbers, because around that time, the Negro Leagues were taking off, and they've even done research and shown that 
when when the Negro Leagues and the major leagues had exhibition games, the, the Negro Leagues won most of those games. So they were better even wow. then. So, so Stephen so like A that, was just trying to make he just is again, is it just trying to make something sensational? No, to get I don't to, think no, what, Stephen, what, what a, Stephen A doesn't say stuff for effect. He doesn't say stuff just to be big and just to be controversial. I believe that. He he says what he means, and he means what he says. Like the Nero. Yeah, so that's what he said. So that's what he said. No, he said the baseball would be more popular, more people would be watching it if it was Bryce Harper and not this guy that needs the interpreter, and that guy should just go learn English. I mean, okay, so you know, (laughs) I mean that sounds like that sounds like Steve. That sounds like a redneck, you know. Like that sounds like you know a guy saying y'all should learn English. Like okay, what whatever, like. I don't, it doesn't bother me that he speaks to an interpreter. The other thing is the interpreter is right next to Shohei. So Shohei says it what he says in Japanese. The interpreter goes, oh, Shohei just said that he really loves. Who cares? So we get it from the interpreter. What's the big deal? I don't care. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make baseball less popular for me. Yeah, no. I, I, Shohei, I, 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 listen, my, my, you know, my father, my father, my father's the biggest old school guy in the world. Oh, he yeah. talked, my father talks about Babe Ruth all the time. Mm-hmm. Of course, he didn't see Babe Ruth play. You know, he barely saw the end of Joe DiMaggio's career. Uh-huh. My father talks about Babe Ruth. He thinks he's the greatest thing ever. My father is so blown away by Shohei. He cannot believe. He go. says, he says, he says, Tommy, this guy, he's a great pitcher. And he hits home runs, 30 for 35 home runs. And then, then um, I guess Shohei went into Yankee Stadium a couple weeks ago and he pitched against the Yankees. He gave up seven runs in the first inning. He only got, I don't even think he got an out. I don't think he got an out. He maybe got one out. So he, he struggled in the first inning. They, they pulled him, right? He didn't pitch well. But my father said that it was so hot. He said it was so hot in Yankee Stadium. It was so hot and humid. He said the Yankee pitcher, uh, the, the guy named uh, Domingo German or Herman, he was sweating. He said, he said the Yankee pitcher, the sweat was pouring off his head. He mm. goes, when he lowered his head, the sweat was pouring off. He goes, Shohei didn't even sweat. Like he doesn't yeah. even sweat. He goes, I never seen anything like it. So my father loves Shohei. Which means that old school people love Shohei, right? I'm I'm sure I'm sure the young people like our my kids who live on social media they don't care that he doesn't speak English. Uh, no, they, and they, well, they love the guy. Well, well, well the the baseball is an international game. I mean, how many Dominican guys don't speak English? Yeah, uh, a lot. You know, come on. And I, I don't. That's why I don't know. Like, I like Stephen A. and I like his take on things, and I like his opinion. And he just comes at you the way he comes at you, and I got to you got to respect him for that. But I just don't get all that because you just laid down some things about the older generation even respects this guy. Your father doesn't. I'm sure there's more people. And the whole idea of the Babe Ruth era and this era, and the whole idea of just the interpreter sitting there anyway when he says what he says. I just I just think sometimes people just say things. I, you know, when we say things, sometimes we say ridiculous things, like we talk about the Bucks coach getting fired in the middle of the NBA Finals. It's ridiculous, but we're not that saying ridiculous. And yeah, we admit yeah. it later. It's absurd. We really, yeah, it's absurd. We're not, yeah. I'm not saying that this guy's got to learn English to be the face of baseball. In fact, I tweeted to um, to Stephen A. and I said, you know, it's a shame. Just learn English is the new just dribble. Oh, that's great. That's a great tweet. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, I, it's like, I come love on, yeah, you great. know, yeah. I mean, forget it. But anyway, well, I told so, you one of the well, one of the things that we talked about last week at the end of the show was that, or the other day was that I told you when when you start running down Tom Brady, you know, like Rob Parker does, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and like Max Kellerman was doing for a while, when you run down Tom Brady, or when you run down LeBron James, like Skip Bayless does, when you run down the greats, 
it makes no sense. Like, stop, like, stop trying to say, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're, they're great players. LeBron, Tom Brady, like Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. they're great players. Stop giving us reasons why they're not the greatest or why they're not this. Stop it. Like, they're just great players. They're not perfect. Like, LeBron's not perfect. Brady's oh. not perfect. No one's saying they are. And, and, and Shohei, you know, okay, maybe whatever. Like, he's not perfect for your, for your, um, image of what the face of a sport should be but stop running them down like accept like accept them for the way they are accept what they are and accept how great they are there's too much in sports at, at, at those at the highest levels of all the media there's too much of running down the great players there's no need for it um skip bayless hates aaron Rodgers. he runs him down at every turn skip bayless hates lebron james runs him down at every turn and, 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 you know, like, there's no need for that. Like, why? I don't understand it because I think these players, too, know they're not perfect. And I think they would admit it because being, being great in something is you admit your strengths and weaknesses. And those guys would admit they're not perfect. But that's because that's well, why they're so great, well, too, and, because and I know, they can like, admit that. Like, but I know, like, the reason that someone like Bayless is running these guys down is because he thinks that Michael Jordan and Tom Brady are the clear clut clear-cut greatest of all time that's fine I don't you're not going to get much argument there you know that's fine those guys are the greatest but to say that LeBron James isn't in the conversation while Michael Jordan's ridiculous to say that he's got no chance of being the greatest is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and just to start telling me all these like bullshit stats that he does that he has in the fourth quarter the last two minutes of the game bullshit it's all bullshit he's 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 the greatest player I've ever seen just like Jordan is the greatest player I've ever seen. They're mm-hmm. the greatest. There doesn't have to be one. There's never one. There's never one greatest player of no, all time. No, there really is. There isn't. never will be one. That's interesting because everything we're talking about is team sports, too. Yeah, there's not, you know, and, and Charles Barkley, the flip side of it is Charles Barkley was just saying last week, he said, he goes, it's a team sport, yet he goes, the best player on the team gets all the blame for never winning a championship. He goes, I, he goes, I never won a championship. All they talk about is me not winning a championship. And basically what Barkley was saying was, what about my bullshit teammates? Mm-hmm. You know, what mm-hmm. about those like bums that I had? That's true. You know, same thing with Carl Malone, like same thing with Patrick Ewing. Charles, Charles Barkley brings it up all the time. And a team sport, you know, you might not win a championship because you might not have the team. You might not have the team yeah. that you need. You know, I, so I just, I just think this stuff, sometimes I think it's, 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 it's nonsensical. How, what's that word? Nonsense, but nonsense. nonsensical. Yeah. I think it is sometimes because I think it's just, again, to get a rise and to be negative. And I'm not saying everything's going to be uh, great and positive and kumbaya, but I just think these ways of going into this negative that we're talking about, that these guys p- pick out these guys and pick out these things. I just think it's ridiculous. It's like, let's spend some more time talking about how great these guys are or, or, you know, just shut up. It doesn't make well, any and sense. The other thing is I don't believe it. Like I don't like, oh. I watch all the games. I pay attention to everything. You know, us, we I yep. pay attention to every detail. Yep. I don't believe them. Oh. I don't believe them. When they tell me that LeBron's not great or Aaron Rodgers isn't great or when Rob Parker runs down Tom Brady and gives me all of these stats or he says, Tom Brady's the luckiest guy. I don't believe him. He's he's like full of shit. Like he's yeah. so full of shit, whatever. He doesn't like Tom Brady because I don't know, like maybe Tom Brady 
bumped into him somewhere and told him to go screw off. I don't know. Like he doesn't like him. I don't for, believe anything Rob well, Parker says. For you know, for for a guy that really doesn't like him that much, he he loves talking about him. So well, you know, yeah, right. because well, because maybe <laughs> like you know, like the other thing is maybe Brady's making the guy's career. Like you yeah, know, like yeah, well, like uh, you know, but the guy like Rob Parker sucks. Like he like when he talks Tom Brady, I turn it off. Like shut up. Uh, I gotta I gotta hear about how Brady's not the greatest again. Shut up. All the guy ever does is win. Like my my buddy, you know Hightower. He's he kept saying Brady's gonna go to Tampa and Brady's gonna win. I'm like Tampa stinks. Like the Brady, there's no way he goes to Tampa and he wins <laughs> easily. Like it's too easily. Like it's crazy. I'm not I'm not betting against him anymore. No, and he, and he and he did it out of the NFC, and not the AFC. Yeah. And the NFC is really tough. And I was like, I didn't think he was going to do it either because I thought he went to an NFC team. Okay, let's switch gears here. Um, we we're going to talk about the Suns Bucks game four okay, in Milwaukee so, tonight. So wait, yeah. tonight, tonight. Um, at nine o'clock, uh, ABC. So I want to go back a little bit and talk about game three, where the Bucks won one twenty to one hundred. Give me some thoughts that you think about that game, and then we'll go from there. Well, it's what I think that some of the you know we can get really detailed and we can break down a lot of parts of the game. But the the the, the most important part is that the Bucks gave up one hundred eighteen points in game one and game two. One hundred eighteen points both games. This game to give up a hundred. After game one, I told you the Bucks can't win if they're giving up 118 points to Phoenix. I just I don't I don't believe they could beat Phoenix if they're giving up those that many points. So they go home, they play better at home, obviously they're a way better home team and they only gave up 100 points. They, they they beat Phoenix so bad in that third quarter that the coach Monty Williams benched Booker. He basically Booker didn't play the fourth quarter. Booker was only 3 for 14 from the field. He was terrible. Somehow somehow Monty Williams said you know what? We're not going to win this game. We're not going to win this game. So, so you sit down. That's that's pretty bad. I think that he basically gave that he gave that game at the fourth quarter. He didn't he didn't believe that his team had the fight in them to come back and win that game. So the Bucks held him to hundred points. So that seems like the 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 story of this series is the Milwaukee Bucks defense. Can they hold Phoenix to under hundred and ten? I think if they can, they win. Mm -hmm. well, you, you, you said know? that. In fact, you said yeah. that. You said that the first two games that yeah. they lost. And, you know, even though Booker had an off game, I mean, he played 29 minutes. You know, like you said, he sat the most of the third and the fourth. You know, it, it, he had a bad game. He had a bad game. It doesn't mean that there, it wasn't their defense. I mean, when you watch their defense, especially the pick and roll, I, I watched them. They were bringing another guy in that pick and roll when Chris Paul went. They brought a guy up top that kind of cut Chris Paul off, a big guy. And then if Chris, and then if the guy tried to roll back, they had a guy right there with with him. It was interesting. They kind of like had a almost boxed him in, kind of, and yeah. with big guys. And, I, and it seems like that worked. Well, you can't you can't give Chris Chris Paul the lane, and that's what that's what the Clippers did. The Clippers gave Chris Paul the lane. He got in the lane and he did damage. Right, he did a lot of damage against the Clippers. So Milwaukee's, I, I told you uh, last week, Milwaukee's supposed to be a good defensive team. They weren't playing well defensively. And we were criticizing Budenholzer. You know, he, do, he doesn't seem like he has it. But one thing about this Milwaukee team is, obviously they're way better at home because they shoot better at home, which is again what, what Phil Jackson said years ago, that your role players or your bench players play better at home. Well, well, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are not role players. They're, they're part of Milwaukee's big three, right? 
So unfortunately, they play like role players, though. Giannis gets 42 in Phoenix, gets 41 in Milwaukee. Drew Holiday goes 8 for 14, comes up with 21 points at home. Mm -hmm. He played terrible in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So if if Holiday and Middleton are gonna are gonna fall under the the Phil Jackson theory hmm. of role players and bench players play better at home, well then Milwaukee's in trouble, right? There, I still think they're in trouble. And and the other thing is this: this is not a series yet. Milwaukee won Game Three. It's still not a series. Uh, Milwaukee yeah. has to win tonight to make it a real series. If Milwaukee loses tonight, it's over. It's over. They're not. They're, they're not going to win. Yeah. This game is game seven for Milwaukee. If they lose tonight, it's over. So they have to treat this like a game seven. I would expect them to have that kind of urgency. And I would expect Coach Budenholzer to be telling them, this is your game seven. Mm-hmm. This is it. So go out, you know, like like he should take the risk, you know, because sometimes when you put too much pressure on your team, they play tight. He should take that risk. This is game seven. You need to go out there and get every 50, 50 ball. He's, he's going to say, say it, right? I know what he's going to say. Just he's go out say. there. It's just another game. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's what he's going to say you watch. Because, because here's the thing. If they win this game tonight, even if they win a, a, the ugliest game, even if they win a game where the referees gave them all the calls, because that's what Monty Williams was saying in the post-game press conference after game three. But if they win this game tonight, now, all of a sudden, it's a real series. Now, it's two to two. Anything can happen. Any, like, like, they can go back to Phoenix, mm-hmm. and who knows? Maybe, maybe Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton get hot. Anything can happen. It goes two to two. If it goes three to one, mm-hmm. it's so over, buddy. It's so over. It ain't even – there's not, no chance that they win two games in Phoenix out of the last yeah. – to win three in a row. So, well, so I, it's I don't interesting. Know. Yeah, it's interesting what you said about that. Are, is Middleton and Holiday role players? Because when you look at it, the three games, Booker and Paul, except for game three for Booker, but Booker and Paul were playing like the stars. And then and DeAndre Ayton gets in there, and then they had Bridges get in there. And, and these guys were getting in there, but those guys were playing like their stars. And then Giannis has been playing like the star, but then Middleton and Holiday have not. And even though they came back in game three and, you know, Middleton got 18, and how they got 21. The next guy, you're right, they're in trouble because if you're going to count on Bobby Portis, he got 11 points. You know, yeah. I mean, he's the next, you know, it's like Bobby Portis and Lopez got 11. It's, it's, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. No, M- Milwaukee, Milwaukee has, Milwaukee's built their team, like all these teams, they built their team on a big three. That's how these, that's how they build these teams. They, they have Giannis, they have Holiday, they have Middleton. Those three guys have to get 80 points a game. Yeah. Whatever. If Giannis gets 30 or 40, the other guy's got to chip in with 20 each. It's the only way that's going to work because they don't, you know, unless they're going to, unless their defense is going to show up and they're going to hold Phoenix to 100 points. That's the only other way, which they did. They played better at home. So, you know, right now, if they win tonight, it goes two to two. Maybe this turns into a series where they only win the home games. Maybe it turns into that. Who knows, right? Yeah, but Phoenix, I, but Phoenix I, has I, got home court, right? So they, they got home that. court. So maybe they go back to seven, game seven and whatever. But I still say this is not a series yet, buddy. Tonight's game will tell you the whole story. Tonight's game will tell you if this is going seven games or going five games. And here's a, here's Milwaukee, another. Go ahead. I'm sorry. If Milwaukee loses tonight, it's over. They're not and, winning in Phoenix. It's over. And here's another interesting thing about the defense Milwaukee played they had like 11 or 12 more boards 
overall board. Well, they've, boards. They've, they've been killing them. Even when they lost game two, they're killing them on the boards. And, that, and so they, they kind of, the I don't know what happened then in those other two games when they were out rebounding them. It, it, it's well, like, well, now, you know, like that Dario Saric, the guy that you don't like, they need him now. Like yeah. he's 6'10. They need him. He's like Portis. He, Portis ain't any good. Like Saric isn't that good, but they need Saric. You know, they're playing Frank Kaminsky, Frank the Tank. Uh, he sucks. With Frank. He, yeah. I mean, you know, when your best days are in college, like, forget it. Like, he's not he, he's not going to do anything. Frank the what, Tank played 14 minutes. What did he get? Kamin, Kaminsky, he had eight, he had six points, four <laughs> boards, two assists. Yeah. He, you yeah, know, yeah. He, he had one, he had a couple layups, but one of them, he barely dunked it. Like, yeah. game, he, had a, he had an uncontested layup. He barely got the ball. He barely, he's 6'11". He barely squeezed the ball over the rim. God, I'd love to be 6'11". Uh, come on, Jeez, man. Yeah, I know. But he so the, and the Bucks. The Bucks did well, better on the free throw line at home. They, I'm sure they were going to do well. Giannis, Giannis was 13 out of 17. If Giannis is going to yes. shoot 75 percent plus at the free throw line, well, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. This Monty Williams. He made a little crack in the post game press conference. He said we only had 16 free throws as a team. He said Giannis had 17 by himself, right? And then he yeah. said. I don't want to make a big thing about the free throws. I don't want to make a big thing about the mm-hmm. referees. And then he went and made a big thing about it. They do that all the time. <laughs> you know, they, they always do that. I don't, want, you know, I don't want to say anything about the referees, but, but you know, we only had 16 free throws and Giannis had 17 free throws. Well, this is why. I'm going to tell you why. Because, you know, we, you know we, we were there for the Shaq and Kobe era, right? Yep. When Shaq was, was supposedly a terrible free throw shooter and they fouled him on purpose. Phoenix... Phoenix fouls Giannis when he gets near the rim on purpose. Mm-hmm. They follow him on purpose because he's supposed to be a terrible free throw shooter. So the Bucs are always going to have more free throws than their opponents because Phoenix is purposely fouling Giannis. Yes. So, so of course, there's going to be a disparity in the free throws. I hate the see, Lakers. This is so, it's so Lakers, simple. Like you're saying, it's so simple, but then they, they, they take it into some other realm. You're yeah, following them on purpose. You're yeah, the coach. You know they're following yeah, them on purpose. Yeah. Well, what well, the, the coach is doing, the coach is working the referees. He's working, he's working them. He's working the them, man. You know, but, you know, again, though, to be, to, to, like, pay close attention like we do, right? I pay close attention. Don't give me your BS about they're shooting more free throws than you. The Lakers always shot more free throws than their opponents because everybody shot, uh, fouled Shaq on purpose. Mm-hmm. Everybody, uh, Shaq, 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 Shaq. 15, 20 free throws a game, and I guarantee you, buddy, every single one of them was an intentional foul. Mm-hmm. So that, so that's what's happening with the free throw line. And the thing the Bucks have to do, again, I, I break these games down into a simple way. You don't have to overcoach or overthink these games. The Bucs need to be, need, they need to do two things. They can't give the lane up to Chris Paul, yep. right? So play better defense, hold them. And then they have to keep Giannis by the basket. They have to keep putting the ball in Giannis's mm-hmm. hands by the basket, not 20 feet from the basket. They're not going to follow him 20 feet away. They're going to let him shoot those shots. Giannis has to be in the lane. That's where they're going to get that free throw disparity. If, if Milwaukee doesn't execute an offense that gets Giannis the ball five feet from the basket, well, that's on Budenholzer. It's not complicated. Just get him down there. It just post up and get the ball. But a lot of the times they don't do that. And, and Giannis takes the ball from 20 feet out and he, does, he does a spin move and a year do that. And he gets shouldn't in the lane. Well, yeah, once in a while, but 
that you're, yeah. he should not be setting up your offense like LeBron. He shouldn't do that. And they, you saw that in game three, didn't you? They, they still yeah. were doing it that way. And I agree. I don't think that's the way to do it either because there could be an opportunity too if he's down low and they get him the ball before they foul him, maybe. He could get it to a guy cutting, a guy cutting on the baseline because they converge on him. But what you're well, saying is it basically is like one flew over to Cuckoo's nest. Let's go back yeah. to the 70s movie. Yeah, Nicholson, wrestling. just put your hands up, Chief. Put your hands up. That, that's right? all it is. Get in the lane, your Chief. Get yeah. your hand and put your yeah. hands up. And how easy was that in the movie? It's a yeah. movie, but that yeah. was easy. It's a movie. Easy pickets. So that's what you're saying. It's just like, get down there, Giannis. Put your hands up, you Greek freak. Put your hands up. Just put your hands yeah. up. Well, how well, come you can see that and, and the coach is not understanding because, that? Because they overthink these things and, they, and you know, everybody wants to be a genius. That's the other thing that the media does and that's we do. We love to tag the, the genius tag to a coach. We've been doing it since the 80s with Bill Walsh, the yeah. original genius in yeah. the coaching. He's a genius. They're not geniuses. It's so silly. It's ridiculous. There's no geniuses in sports. There, no. There's not – one doesn't know more than the other. It's ridiculous. What they do is they overthink things. The offense has to be simple. Get Giannis on the low box, post him up, get him the ball, and then let him do his thing. The other thing he did is he had six assists. They had six See? assists. Yeah. He had 42 points and six assists. Yeah. So he's he's averaging he's averaging um 34 points, 14 rebounds a game. He's averaging four assists. Like he's doing everything. But but you have to you have to still run an offense. You can't just give him the ball and clear out. He's not that good. He's not he's he's not that like you, you still got to run an offense so he can dominate. He's not Olajuwon. He's not Olajuwon. He's he's not Michael Jordan. He's not Kobe. He's not that good. He's a great player, but he's not that great. You you got you have to you have to get him the ball in his right spots. If you don't, if you hand him the ball with seven seconds on the shot clock and say create, he's not going to get a good shot. He's just yeah. he's, he does he doesn't have he doesn't have the handles he doesn't have the mid range game for that. He needs to be around the bucket. You know, sure he'll take a couple three pointers. You know, he could take a couple three pointers. You know, when when a play breaks down or he gets he gets open or the clock's running down, but he's got to like I, I think he had twenty four or twenty five points in the paint last game. That's where all of his damage has to be. The other thing it does is it gets DeAndre Ayton into foul trouble. There's no one else to come in off the bench after DeAndre Ayton. If you get Ayton into foul trouble, Ayton only played five minutes in the second half last yeah. game. There's, there's a multitude of reasons why you want Giannis under the basket. In fact, I would tell him, listen, when we get the ball, run under the basket, reach up and grab the net. Reach up and grab the net, and then don't move away from there. Like, step out of the lane, but grab the net. I want you under the basket. You know, that's interesting you said that because you're right, because if Aiton gets in foul trouble, they've got those injuries. What's his name played in game three that got hurt in game two, but he wasn't efficient. Um, well, Tory Craig, he didn't like he didn't look he didn't he look didn't look normal. good. He, he only good. he played 15 yeah. minutes. He didn't look good. He played 15 minutes. Well, he was one for five from the field. He had two points. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're in trouble. But Barry, yeah, though, you're that right. Be, I get you. That may but that may be the Phil Jackson theory again. Like he's on the road. He's not at home. He doesn't have the crowd mm. behind him. So, like, the role players are not going to play as well. I mean, you can count on that. But, yeah, I think injury maybe is a little part there. And I get what you're saying. If they, if Aiton does get in foul trouble, so if you put Giannis down there and you force Aiton to get in foul trouble, Phoenix is is thin right now. Uh, you know, and maybe maybe Craig is not hurt. That's but why he's hurt. Buddy, but, buddy, that's why I say the series is not a series yet. 
Yeah, if, 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 today. If Milwaukee, if Milwaukee right. wins this game, it's a series. But here's the biggest, the biggest stat to me in game three. I mean, yeah, in game three, the biggest stat is is besides Phoenix only scoring hundred points, which is the most important stat, is how much, how much, you know, how good Milwaukee's defense is gonna be. That's always the most important stat. But the other big stat, even more important than Devin Booker going three for 14 and one for seven from three-point land, is Cameron Payne, right? The sub, the super sub. He was three for 10 from the field, 0 for 2 from three. He was seven points, and he was a minus 18, a plus minus 18. He was terrible. So that's that's where the road the road games, the role players are not going to be as good. Milwaukee's got to take advantage of that. They have to hammer them again tonight. I I would expect I would expect Milwaukee to come out and win again by 15 or 20 points. I, I have a feeling that the first four games are all blowouts. Yeah, well, the, we the, haven't the had a close game yet. The, the Suns did look like they came out like they you know they're 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 going to be there for like four days. It looked like they came out and they they had a bunch of you know they eat bratwurst. They, they look slow and sluggish. They looked <laughs> like they had some bratwurst. I mean, they looked no, they they, they didn't look good. <laughs> they didn't look good. So I want to ask yeah. you this because I used to I remember this thing happened to Kobe. I hope that the Suns brought their whole chef all their chefs because i remember remember that time that the lakers were playing sacramento and kobe in got 2002 sick from, kobe got sick from a cheeseburger he ordered a cheeseburger late at night in the hotel yeah and he got in sick. sacramento and yeah. i went crazy i was like yeah. wait a minute this is a multi-billion well, do dollar corporation how come the chef's not there cooking his burger i don't You're care right. if he's sitting down there 24 7 if kobe yeah. calls in for a burger a burger he cooks it i was well, like i know this is conspiracy theory, but that. i was pissed i was pissed well barry barry do you remember do you remember what gary Vitti kobe got sick right he had the burger yeah. he ate the burger he called up gary Vitti, the trainer right Mm-hmm. And Gary Vitti had to run up to his room. Do you remember what Gary Vitti said when he got to Kobe's room? No. Co- Gary Vitti, the trainer, said when I got to his room, he was curled up like a jumbo shrimp on his bed. <laughs> That's how sick he was. That's how sick he was. But again, like, I, I just think about it. So I'm wondering, I'm just, I'm making a joke here, like, that they had bratwurst, the sons. But I'll tell you right now, whatever the chef, I'm because I'm thinking it's 2021, the chef goes with the team. A, a, a chef, yeah. a sous chef, a waiter. I don't know what he fed them. Like, like, but I'll tell you right now, it wasn't good. And because of that Kobe thing, I remember I was so, yeah. I was so crazy. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And you could have no, drove, was- the guy could have drove from LA to Sacramento, the whole chef team with a, with a, with a van and everything. I was like, yeah. now, do you think, I know this is crazy. You think maybe the meat was tainted? Well, I, I think, yeah, I, I think that, um, I, I think that they might've done that a lot in the past, but yeah, in Sacramento, I think so, because it's a small town and everyone, everyone in the, um, in the, you know, everyone in the town knows where the Lakers are staying. Yeah. I'm sure there's not a lot of great five-star hotels in Sacramento. Everyone knows, knew exactly where the Lakers were staying. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they put aside meat for like a few days. Like they probably yeah. already, and the other thing is they probably already knew what Kobe liked. Yeah, and, and I mean because because yeah. because Kobe's Kobe had been going to Sacramento for years, mm-hmm. right? Because it was two thousand two. Yeah. He was already playing for six seven years, yeah. so maybe they knew they they probably knew Kobe's meal, right? He ordered the he ordered the bacon cheeseburger just like you did after we went to the oh, gas yeah. station. Yeah, right? I loved, yeah, loved it. Right, 
we passed 10, 10 gas stations so you could get Unical 76 yeah. gas for your car. And then we yeah. pulled in a jack-in-the-box. You got a bacon cheeseburger, right? Love it, love so, it. well, they probably knew what Kobe liked. And they who knows? They could have put some ground beef aside for three days, let it sit there in the, in the hot, like just sit there on the table, not refrigerated. And then Kobe comes comes in and says, okay, can you give me my bacon cheeseburger? Yeah, sure, Kobe. We got to come and right up yeah, to you. Because because think, follow me for a minute. Sacramento, it's, it's, it's a farming town. The cows are right down the road. Like, it's not like they had to import a cow from miles away. The cow's right there. So the cow, oh, the meat, the meat's fresh. The no, meat, I don't think, I don't the, think that, I don't the think they get fresh. their meat from down the road, buddy. Oh, yeah. They're on no, the farm don't. down the road and they bring no, it over. It work that way. I don't well, they, they sweat, I know right. they, they got a process and anything, but it's, yeah, like, it's got to go. No way. Probably, what I'm saying is the process, it's, like it's not like getting sushi from Japan in, in, in Kansas, but it's it's not that, but it's very, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to get the cow in Sacramento over to the restaurant, like after they <laughs> do it. But you're right, they left that meat out and you know, it got that brown color. That little that brown grayish color. Oh my god! I you got that color, and they cooked it. So my advice right now to 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 Phoenix and the coach is: you better find that chef, and you better make sure he's available twenty four seven, and whoever else you got to get, and make sure that you've got yeah. what these guys need. Because I tell you right yeah. now, they look like crap. So let's let Listen. me let, let me ask you this: I got to ask you quickly because I want to. We got to get into the pick because. You know, the funny thing is we can analyze these games back and forth, but at the end of the day, a series in any sport really gets down to a few things. At the end of the day, it's a few things, and that's it. That's what it is. And, you know, and you break it down, and you're right. And tonight, if they do the same thing, Milwaukee, that they did in game three, they'll win. If they don't, they don't. So let me ask you this. The George Costanza betting school corporation, last game, game three, I had Milwaukee money line and the over, and you had Milwaukee, and the under, it says and it came under. It, Milwaukee it said, and the under came in. Yeah, the latest one from Caesars, the William Hill Sportsbook guy, it was it was 220. It went down. It went from 222 okay. to 220. So I'm going to take 220. So the over-under was a push. Okay? okay. And, and uh, wait a minute. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, over-under was a push. And, um, and then the four and a half, Milwaukee four and a half, we had Milwaukee money line. Even if you took Milwaukee minus the points, you you, you won. Yeah. Okay. So now tonight, so we're doing good. It's weird how yeah. the George Costanza, we the George Costanza didn't work in game three. Let's see if he works well, in we, game well, four. Well, I make the bets and then tell him the bet opposite of me. You're going to win. Yeah. You're yeah, going to win. I said so tonight, I'm going to take Milwaukee again tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take another blowout. I'm gonna. Yeah. What's the over/under is probably 220 again, right? It's uh, Milwaukee, a little higher. The line is Milwaukee minus four and a half, and the over/under is 220 and a half. Okay, so so it's identical. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go the same thing. I'm gonna take Milwaukee okay. and the under, right? Yeah. And I'm and I and I'm pretty sure that that's how the game's gonna go. And then I'm gonna tell anyone who's listening, anyone who follows us, to bet the opposite. Don't bet what I'm telling you. You so want to Phoenix win and the, the over. So you say George and the over. Yeah. George, George, so George Costanza would go to Ve- the casino in Vegas. Yeah. And he'd, he'd bet the he'd bet Phoenix and the over. I'm <laughs> no, going to take. <laughs> Listen, everybody has. Every, in Vegas, everybody has a betting show. Everybody has a show yeah, up with yeah. a bet. You know, yeah. I, I, I love ours. Is we, we pick our teams, and I legitimately am picking Milwaukee in the under tonight, right? And that's yeah. what I think is going to be. But I, I always we do we tell them bet the opposite. Yeah. You want to win money. Listen, if you want to win money, take the opposite. 
Yeah, I mean, because over, but most of the time we're gonna lose, and most of the yeah. time everybody loses. Even the expert yeah. loses. Even everybody the expert loses. loses. There is no expert. There's no I mean, expert gambler. There's no expert gambler. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. There isn't one. No. You know why? You know why I always say this about football. There's no expert guy betting on a football game because in football, on every single play, and there's a well over a hundred plays a game. On every single play. There's 11 guys on each team. There's 22 guys in the field on every single play. Plus, there's six referees and a booth referee. So there's 29 people involved in every single play. And the ball's not even round. Mm-hmm. And you're going to bet that? You're going you're gonna to bet that? You're going to bet, like, you're going to bet thousands of dollars on 29 guys yep. in an in a, in a, in a oblong-shaped ball. That's funny. You there's no such thing as an expert gambler. No. Anyone that tells you that they're an expert, anyone that tells you my numbers over the last three weeks or blah, 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 anyone that gives you all this stuff is full. It's full of shit. Nobody knows what's going to happen in that game. And then, and then to take it even further, you go into college football and you bet on, again, 22 kids, right? 22 <laughs> kids <laughs> that, that are, that are, that are they're, they're, they're drinking, right? The kids are drinking. They're dating everyone. They're dating each other's girls, right? They're, they're, they're. Not only that, they're, they're. The kids are betting too on the side. They're betting. They're, they're the kids, the college kids, all bet. So they're all betting on the game. They're all drinking before the game, and they're all dating everyone else's girl. You're gonna go bet. You're gonna tell me, oh, Alabama's gonna cover by thirty-five and a half points for sure. You get out of here. Yeah. yeah it's, like it's like it's ridiculous. So go ahead. There's no such thing as an expert gambler. Uh, yeah. If you bring him to me, I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna say you're lying. He's a liar. All right. So 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 no, that's true. And also, let's face it. If there were so many expert gamblers, there'd be no casinos. The house. Yeah, there's no such thing. Yeah. So the anyway, casinos get bigger and nicer. Yeah. So I'm and gonna again, I'm gonna they, I'm gonna take my George Costanza pick. Again, I'm going to pick this what I think is going to happen like you did. You took Milwaukee. You're going to lay four and a half because you said they're going to win by 20, and you're going to take the over 220 and a half. I'm going to take Milwaukee money line because, again, I don't like laying points. This is what my one expert. I'm an expert um, pick guy here. I don't like laying the points. So I'm going to go put the extra money down, take Milwaukee money line. And then on the over-under, I'm going to go over. But this is the other thing I'm going to do. You never bet over and lay a half a point out there. I'm going to buy the half a point. I'm going to okay. take the over, and it's going to be 220. Right. I got 220, okay. not 220 and a half. Anyone, yeah. And I see people do this all the time and go to the casino. And well, they would have lost the last I game. Want the over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I see guys do that all the time. They're like, okay, I'll take the over. And it's like 220 and a half or 221 and a half or in football, 48 and a half. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. Like, you shouldn't be here. You should be, I don't know where you should be, but you should not be here because you don't even know the basics of doing things. And if you're trying to save money because you don't want to lay the extra money, again, you're in the wrong place. Go, yeah. go go to the buffet and just get the buffet, you know, for $9.99 or whatever it is and get the, you know, the nice crab. Well, there's no more, there's no more buffet. buffet anymore. Oh, that's there's right. No you buffet, can't even do that. So forget yeah. it. Then they shouldn't be, no. they got to go to Denny's then and get the yeah. early bird special. No that's what they got to go yeah. do. All right, so we're set. <laughs> We're All right, set. Buddy. We got this. It's so uh, we, so remember this. I, you know, I wanted to say this. My new thing. You know how people like we are. Like, doesn't what do you call it in college? Don't they go? We are Penn State, right? Like the yeah. we are. We so, are. Gonna, so so we Penn are State. old men of sweats. We are. Right, we are okay. old men of sweats. And remember this. And always remember this. Whenever you watch us or listen to us, and don't even try to like ask us to do this or that or this because we won't try harder next time.
All right? So don't <laughs> even ask. That's okay, it. Buddy. Everybody enjoy the game tonight. Game four, Phoenix and the Bucks. Everybody have a good time. All right, Tommy T. We'll catch good you later, job, buddy. Man. All right, good adios. Job. Good job, buddy. Talk All right, to you adios. Later, good job. All right. Here we go. Can you hear me? I got a, uh, I got a new, I'm recording right now. I wanted to make sure. Wait. Three, two, one. Can you hear me? Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Dazzling, stimulating, and you guys are styling, smiling, profiling. Oh.